You are listening to Bullet Points with Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I'm Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence, and this is Bullet Points, our 15-minute podcast where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. I'm recording from my home today, so let me apologize in advance for any background noise. Today, I will be talking about what's next. At the time of my recording this podcast, we did not yet know the outcome of the election. Hopefully, at the time of this podcast release on Monday, November 9th, We will know. And now on to our topic, what's next? This summer, a working group began putting together a gun violence prevention coalition sign-on letter to present to the Biden-Harris transition team should they win the election. The letter outlines 60 recommendations for executive action for the new administration to consider as they begin building a gun violence prevention agenda for their first 100 days and beyond. These recommendations are not meant to replace the need for congressional action, but rather are intended to provide guidance. The letter covers nine major topics for action, including identifying gun violence prevention as a priority issue and addressing gun violence as a public health crisis. Today, I will talk about two of the topics the letter addresses. One, disarming armed white supremacists. And two, implementing measures to end police violence. As a disclaimer, I wanna let you know that not all of the recommendations I talk about today are included in the recommendations letter. Some are, some aren't. In all instances, Our recommendations are more far-reaching, but the goals are the same. First, disarming armed white supremacists. Here's what we think the president should do. First, the president can officially, as the president, recognize and address the rise in armed white supremacists and extremists in our country and, where appropriate, identify them for what they are, terrorists. This language has been missing in previous years, but we believe just the use of it will help change the framing and law enforcement's response. Once the president recognizes and identifies these white supremacists and extremists, our country can then improve data collection on the hate crimes and domestic terrorism they perpetrate. Our government should work closely with organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center that are already collecting this data. Also, once defined, existing counterterrorism resources and civil rights laws can be used to prosecute individual members of these groups and these groups as a whole. Current gun violence prevention laws can be used to disarm individuals and label them prohibited users. Once again, 
the first step has to be the president recognizing and correctly labeling these individuals and groups in our country so that our current laws and existing agencies can appropriately address the problem. And now, second, implementing measures to end police violence. As background, in 2015, the Washington Post began to log every fatal shooting by an on-duty police officer in the United States. Since that time, there have been more than 5,000 shootings recorded. As of November 4th, 990 people have been shot and killed by police in the past year. Although half of the people shot and killed by police are white, Black Americans are shot at a disproportionate rate. They account for less than 13% of the U.S. population, but are killed by police at more than twice the rate of white Americans. Hispanic Americans are also killed by police at a disproportionate rate. Here are some of the recommendations for the Biden-Harris administration. Let's start with reverse, rescind, and undo. As background, on his last day as U.S. Attorney General in November 2018, Jeff Sessions issued a memo making it more difficult for Justice Department officials to obtain court-enforced agreements to stop civil rights abuses by local police departments. This memo also made it more difficult to enforce existing agreements already in place. Prior to the Sessions memo, the DOJ had entered into consent decrees over civil rights abuses with law enforcement agencies throughout the United States, including the Los Angeles Police Department, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Police Department, the Steubenville, Ohio Police Department, and the New Jersey State Police. So the first recommendation for the Biden-Harris administration is to rescind the Sessions memo and restore the Department of Justice's ability to negotiate consent decrees to hold law enforcement agencies accountable for systemic civil rights abuses. Then, increase the necessary resources and staffing to pursue investigation and enforcement. The 1033 program allows the Department of Defense to transfer excess military equipment to local law enforcement agencies free of charge as long as they pay for shipping and maintenance. We recommend that the Biden-Harris administration end the transfer of military weapons and equipment to local law enforcement agencies under the 1033 program and similar programs. We must stop militarizing our local law enforcement. And then, rescind the Trump administration's recent executive order banning training that incorporates critical race theory. Reinstate all bias training that was previously required of federal law enforcement to state and local enforcement 
working with the federal government through joint task forces and other partnerships. And after the reversals and reinstatements, currently the names of officers who have had licenses revoked were criminally convicted or terminated and the reasons for termination are not available. This allows problematic police officers to change departments without consequence. It is imperative that a national public database with this information be created and participation of state and local agencies be mandated in order to be eligible for federal grant programs. Issue guidance, establishing a necessary use of force standard that prioritizes de-escalation. Prohibit profiling. Improve data collection on use of force incidents and increase transparency of this data. Once again, incentivizing participation through grant programs. And then prohibit the use of no-knock police warrants, particularly for nonviolent offenses. Well, that's it for today. Please join us next month when we address more hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.